Hey everyone and welcome to Screams After Midnight, I'm Peter, that is Tim and we talk about horror movies and in this episode we're going to be talking about a horror movie that came out late 2016, it's called It Watches, I Wish I Wasn't. (laughs) Now normally we would start spoiler free and I will give you a couple of sentences of spoiler free, Uh, that that, that review, that, that short review being, it is absolute garbage. Don't watch it. Don't do it to yourself. Run for mm-hmm. the hills. <laughs> but maybe watch us and, tear it apart first with spoilers because you, you shouldn't yeah. care. It's terrible. Just... It's, yeah, it, it is a garbage <laughs> film. There really is no point in watching it. Uh, not not even like in a, hey, I want to watch something that's terrible and make fun of it. It's not even good for that. No, it's 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 dull, it's boring, nothing. It feels like a really bad student movie. I'll put it in perspective for everyone. This is the first movie in the... I've done over 100 of these now, Tim, if you can believe that. Over 100 oh, wow. movies. Mm-hmm. This is the first one. Tim watched this yesterday and I watched it today. <laughs> Tim watched it before me. Mm-hmm. Five minutes into this film, this is the first time in the history of this show that well, when I started watching the film, I messaged Tim and said, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so, so sorry. Yeah. Uh, and I, you know, my my only solace after watching it was knowing that you'd have to watch it. At least, <laughs> like, you know. I'm not going to lie, Tim. About 10 minutes in, I was thinking, can I fake an injury and we can just <laughs> you know, take the week off? That, that, that I'd considered that possibility. I sprained my eyeballs. I can't watch the rest of this. <laughs> uh, uh, I, well, I made it more believable than that. I, I said, oh, I have to go to the eye, eye doctor, you know, go to the opticians. They have to put drops mm-hmm. in my eyes. I can't, you know, everything's blurry. I can't see anything yeah. for the rest of the day. Tough. Sorry. Mm-hmm. Oh, is, uh, yeah. oh, oh, could we do it tomorrow? I was like, sure, sure. <laughs> but you know, we've got a whole other day. We may as well do another film yeah. now, since you know it's terrible. <laughs> I don't I mean... Yeah, did, do you want to just really get right into spoilers, seeing as how, like, you well, know, they're... Yeah, well, we're going to go through it in order, but yeah, we, we're not going to give, like, a, a midway spoiler warning. We're just going to give you a spoiler warning just now, okay. if you, for some reason, care. But you shouldn't. Trust me, okay. it is diabolical. I can't believe I watched this. So, now, Pete, do you want to know my absolute, like, very first thought watching this? This... Like, let, Let's say about thirty seconds, a minute into it, uh, are we still in the title sequence? Yes, and the first thing I thought, and uh, I don't know if you had something similar, but I was like, "Wait, is this Birdemic? (laughs) Like this? (laughs) This opening sequence is so long and pointless and boring of just people driving." I was like, "If if this is either like, I don't know if this dude was inspired by Birdemic." it's but... following one car going up <laughs> the hills in, I, I think, LA, but I could be... I mean, there's nothing to it, really tell you. Yeah, and I, I assumed it was, um, yeah, like uh, the fancier parts of yeah. like the Hollywood Hills or something, but... But yeah, yeah it's, it's just this this car going up, going up all these sort of... this bendy, up-the-hill kind of road. And... I had two thoughts during this opening title sequence. One is that for a 79-minute film, this opening title sequence is really padded and lasting a long time. The other one, and this is a more serious complaint, if you can believe it, is it was giving me a headache. 
the footage. <laughs> the f- no, I mean this in a genuine way. I'm not saying it was yeah. giving me a headache because it was bad in that sense. I was giving me a headache because I don't think they had a helicopter because it's all it's all aerial shots of this mm. going on, right? And it kept like panning from the the bushes and the just the the general you know foliage into the road. Mm. It kept doing that. Yeah. It kept you know tilting from there, panning from there, depending where the camera was starting. And it was, the footage was literally giving me a headache. I think mm. it was a really crap camera on a drone and it was very mm. unstable and very you know it's not as soon as it going into a helicopter any helicopter you've still got a cameraman with a either a a steady cam of some kind or a tripod or whatever a harness a, something mm. to anchor it and give you a steady shot yeah. whereas this and, was just jittery and it the motion blur was terrible it was like the shutter speed was all wrong like just on a technical level this footage was making me feel nauseous and it would have just been like whatever if it was just like 10, 15 seconds, but it goes on so long. It goes on for a good couple of minutes. And then Joe, the show I love as well. So we go through all of the titles, we go through all the, all the credits, the names, all, all your main credits you usually get with the director of photography. By the shame on him, we'll get to that, that bastard <laughs> in due course. Mm-hmm. And everyone else that you're going to get ends with the director, as it always does. Goes through all those names, finishes on the director. And then it cuts to inside the car for dialogue. <laughs> you couldn't have done this dialogue as the titles played. You had to finish your titles and then cut into the car. It it was baffling. <laughs> <laughs> That's strike four by this point. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I mean, we'll get into it uh, as we go along, but... You know, this isn't a problem just in the beginning. This is a problem throughout the whole movie. Uh, like you said, it oh, feels yeah. like a student film. And in just it... the way ev- everything is shot, it, it seems like they're trying to make the shots, like, too interesting. Cause the whole movie is filled with all these, like, you know, panning and tilting and everything. Like, you know, the camera always seems like it's so busy. It, was, it... So- it was someone who doesn't know how to direct a movie trying to emulate what directing a movie is. That's yeah, what it felt like. That... And it also feels like there's like maybe a 15, 20 minute story that stretched oh, yeah. out yeah. to the entire runtime, if that. Yeah. So, so, so we get finally get to the first scene, which is uh, a friend dropping off his other friend at this house. Yeah, Andre is the main character. He's the one being dropped off at the house. Now, uh, this was probably my second thought into the movie uh during this whole scene where they're in front of the driveway talking uh i was just like wow that is a really busy street <laughs> it is a really busy street it makes it really feel like they didn't have much of a choice this is the kind of thing that bleeds into the whole movie it feels like they knew someone with a house that would let them film yeah because the entire movie once they get out of that car takes place at this house at one point actually at one point in the film andre has got on a date and he's like, he's getting ready for his date. He's putting his gel in the hair. He's getting all done yeah. up. He's like, oh, I'm going on a date, and he's like singing about it. And I thought, oh, great, we're going to leave the house. And she op- he answers the door, and she comes in with takeout food. I'm like, oh, so we're just <laughs> staying in the house then, are we? <laughs> for the duration of the runtime. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> which don't get me wrong, I love a bottle movie. I do, but mm. which when you watch something of this quality and it's it's filmed in such a dull way it's and we'll get into all the things that are wrong with it when you watch something of this quality it becomes very clear that the only reason why they're in the house is because they couldn't go anywhere else it wasn't a choice yeah. it wasn't a we want to make a bottle movie it was 
we have access to nowhere else to shoot. Yeah, and <laughs> the reason why I, I brought that up is just because it's so it's something I never think about in other movies, but when you do start to think about it, it's very distracting, and it's it's just so obvious that you see so many cars passing along, and it's like, oh yeah, these are obviously people filming a movie because they just filmed whatever you know like most movies would probably be closed off or i don't know you just wouldn't face the street <laughs> you know like it, it's you just so, stuff like that is just so distracting yeah it, it was unnaturally busy it didn't because it didn't yeah. feel like it should be a busy road as well it's meant to be like just this well did you of course because we just spent five minutes of just them like <laughs> driving <laughs> and this like secluded yeah because that entire, area that entire three minutes up that that hill i think there was at one point a motorbike passed them but yeah. other than that there was no other vehicles and then they get to the house and it's like <laughs> the cars are all going really slow because there's so much traffic that's yeah. that's how busy the street is at that point uh, jesus and then and then i guess we should probably talk about the actors yeah as soon as these two open their mouths oh dear. you know what type of movie you're in for you're in for a movie where clearly no one involved actually has any experience or i mean maybe it's a bit mean to say i mean for all i know like they could have hired a proper like production manager like, or something i don't know probably not but well yeah i mean i i hate to say it but yeah they just weren't good actors or maybe i mean maybe they are good actors but not like no. maybe they're not being directed well or, or something no, or no, they're no. too new tim this is not good actors being poorly directed this was bad actors scratch that terrible <laughs> actors being poorly directed it it feels very uh i don't know very very grabby like i, I don't know like if this person really wants to be an actor but this is like the first time they ever tried it. You know what I mean? Like, there's an element of that. There's an also an element of oh, let's make him feel like a normal, cool guy, and we'll get into all yeah. these stupid inane dialogue. He also doesn't really have a character. Andre, our main character, doesn't really have a character. He's just generic dude. Yeah, I, I couldn't really get a read if he was like you know kind of like if he's supposed to be like a frat boy kind of dude. Because there are times that he's like, yeah, let's smoke. All right, some beers. Let's do this. Uh, but then there are also times like where it seems like, oh, he's supposed to be kind of like, you know, the normal like, you know, kind of average guy that we're supposed to relate to or something. Uh, I don't know. I couldn't really get a, a, a great read on him. Yeah, every word that comes out of the, his mouth and any of the other actors who pop up uh, is terrible. Although shockingly, he's not the worst actor in the movie. <laughs> it's true. We, we'll get to guy when we get to guy. <laughs> But Andre is he's, he's still terrible though, and it, what worse is that he's terrible, and then his friend drops him off, drives away, and he comes no. into the house. Oh. Well, I'm, I'm just gonna stop you for a second because I I have to ask. I'm. <laughs> I feel this is gonna happen a lot throughout this time, so go ahead. <laughs> now, let me try to get this straight because I I feel like I spaced out of this movie so many times that I don't know if I have a great handle on the plot, but. So what plot? There's like ten minutes of plot. <laughs> so like, so his friend was supposed to watch this house for someone else, but he can't because he's working on a reality TV show. Oh yeah, that's. Uh, do you know what? Because the ending reveals so much stuff, yeah. which we'll get to. I never even I'd forgotten about my confusion at the start of the movie. You're right because his friend explains to him, "Oh, the guy who owns the house, he'll never know it was you instead of me that yeah, was living I, here." 
I, I don't understand though. Like, why does like is he house sitting? And if so, like, why do you need someone at the house? Yeah. Like, so also, yeah. At, so we got from and that it also conversation. seemed like it was a favor to his friend. Like his friend just had an accident. Like this would be good for him. Well, yeah. But right. I don't even have a problem with this. Right. I don't even have a problem with this part of it. Right. So at this point, you just if you want to go along with it, you go along with the idea that his friend is supposed to house sit for someone else, but he can't. Yeah. So he's asked his buddy Andre, and Andre, by the way, was in an accident recently and has amnesia, which I thought was like a few weeks ago. But as the movie goes on, you kind of realise it had to have been just there, like he had to have just gotten out of the hospital. So which yeah. is a weird thing to ask Andre when he's just at the hospital. By the way, can you come stay in this weird guy's house? And but it 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 seems like he is doing like a a favor to him, like oh like this will help you after your accident. But it's like oh if you just had amnesia, the least thing you probably want is like a strange, unfamiliar. But do you know the stupid thing Tim is the twist at the end kind of nullifies all this. True. Uh, but yeah. the problem I had at the start though wasn't so much the convoluted. Why is he going to the house? It was convoluted. Don't get me wrong. I'm not disagreeing with you. It was, but. I could get over that. The problem I had is he then brings up this weird bit of exposition. Oh, I'm doing this reality TV show where we put someone in a house and we set up a bunch of cameras and we scare the shit out of them. And I'm like, okay, are you telegraphing the twist here? or Yeah. What? And at one point in the house, you know, when he's wandering about, we see all these little security cameras and I'm like, so is this just the game show? And at a couple of points, Andre thinks he might be on the game show. But that's pretty much all that ever comes from it. But that that in particular feels very weird, given the end of the movie. Like, yeah. why why have this bit of weird extra? Oh, I do this game show where we scare people in a house. I don't, uh, I don't get yeah. it. No idea. Anyway, so he drops off Andre, and Andre comes in the house, and then proceeds about thirty minutes, I think, of Andre wandering just looking around the house with his uh, camera from about 15 years ago. So it's a small DV camera. <laughs> Things ancient. And he's recording a as video if it, diary. Like, couldn't, yeah, as if it couldn't get anywhere. So I was like, oh, great, found footage. Like the, <laughs> the, the, the last thing this movie was making or was missing for me to completely hate yeah. it. Because he, he sits down at a table in the, the, the main sort of area in the house and he records a video diary. So like, oh, if I make a video diary, I'll remember stuff from my amnesia. You know, my amnesia might get help from documenting what I'm yeah. doing. And I'm like, amnesia. Hmm, I wonder what the twist <laughs> ending of this is going to be. And Oh, th- this <laughs> might be like the earliest I've ever guessed a movie's ending. I know. <laughs> I, know. Uh, I mean, you're not really sure quite yet because like, you, you don't know if there's going to be supernatural things coming in. If it was, it'd be different. Yeah. But if it's going one route, then there's definitely one ending it's going to have. And it did go that route. And yeah. So... And boy, when we get there, man, it was frustrating waiting for that reveal. Because <laughs> like, they tease he, it out yeah. for a long time. Yeah. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, dear. So he says that he makes a video diary entry and exposition, terrible acting, wooden stuff. You, you don't buy a word out of his mouth. And then he says, I'm going to make another video. I'm like, oh, another one? Yeah, I'm going to make it from from a grandma. I can't make her birthday, so I'm going to do a little video for her. So he makes a little video. Just saying, hey, Grandma, I was in an accident, got a bit of amnesia. <laughs> uh, can't make it, but I thought I'd send you a video. Uh, so, sure. I mean, well, does he mean he's going to send the tape? Because, again, like, it is 2017 or 2016, maybe, at the time the movie came out. Like, you could just upload it to YouTube or some, something, send it that way, Facebook it. 
I guess. Whatever you want to do. It, yeah. it, if you, if it was, also, he doesn't appear to have a cell phone in his possession. <laughs> yeah. Nor does anyone else in the movie, for that matter. Well, well, he does have one later. It's just that it's was it. It's low on battery, and he can't find his charger. Is that? Oh, right. Okay. It, there is a, there's a big. This is a... <laughs> been, like trying to find his charger. This is a small plot point. I'd forgotten about yeah. it. You're right. Because <laughs> oh, at one point he finds a USB stick and he's looking at it, and I'm like, "Huh." I almost thought this was set in the past, given how much we're using this DV camera. Yeah. And he's like staring at it as if it's this new thing. Like, he doesn't understand what it is. What is this newfangled technology? <laughs> but uh, so after he makes this message, we then proceed to follow him walk around the house. He, he's constantly recording for some reason. He, he'll sometimes say a couple of things into the camera, but then he'll yeah. just keep wandering around holding the camera. Now, I, I do want to talk real quick about the scene. Um, it, it's real quick, but where he finds uh, the marijuana. Like, yeah, a big box full of drugs, yeah. Because it wasn't I, just I, that. There was like a whole... Like, there, it was like organized into different types of narcotics. Yeah. It was like... We... I, now I think this was supposed to be a joke. I, I'm not sure, but like they do like a bunch of quick cuts of him like reading all the different names mm. of the weed, and I don't know. It just really bugged me. Like we really need to get over this like hacky joke of like oh weed has you know funny different names. Like it's and and the, people just reading these like uh. crazy names are not funny the whole thing was just stupid it was especially the way he found that and he found the beer in the fridge he was like oh great my weekend so i was like what this yeah like what like weirdo like talks like that to themselves like even if you are gonna do that like you don't go like oh boy let's do it (laughs) and and the the whole thing is just because up to this point there's there's still no real really a character there's still no plot really started yet other than like we we see (laughs) well while he's recording the, the video for the grandma the what because like, there's all these like mannequins with shoots over them in the house for some reason, and <laughs> I'll be saying that a lot for some reason. And yeah. one of them turns around behind him; he doesn't see it, but we see it on the camera. Sure, but this is kind of the problem. Is, <laughs> actually, I've not even spoken about the lighting yet, and I should talk about this because this is something that it was noticeable outside to a point, but obviously outside in daylight, it's not as it still has that shitty shot on video look to it. It doesn't look at shot on film it doesn't look like yeah. the person who lit this movie knows how to light a film because when he comes inside it's got that thing where all the windows are like overexposed like it's just bright white light yeah. so the po- until later on there's a few scenes later where it, it confirmed there was actually outside but I actually thought it was a set and the reason why it was all blown out in white is because they didn't have anything outside to show so it was just like <laughs> hide it by blasting light into the, the window <laughs> but anyway so he, he walks around for forever going into every room and commenting on things commenting on the beds commenting it goes on forever nothing happens it is atrocious and like you said this is not a long movie like it's not but this, this takes like 25 30 minutes of him just if he eventually finds the room with the big tv and he's he puts on the tv and there's like news there's a news report on about <laughs> some female bodies being found from a serial killer i'm like oh i wonder where this is going <laughs> Oh dear! So this uh-huh. all happens, and then he, oh, you're right. He's got a cell phone because he gets a call. Yeah, he gets a call and he arranges a date with Rachel, and he gets all excited. And this is where we get a nice scene of him. Yeah, it cuts to a shot of a like a command center with all the security cameras, like on yeah. these, all these monitors. Yeah, 
and we see that he's on one of them showering and then he comes out and he does his hair and he's talking about being on a date and whatnot Which, and, and I, I mean just I, you never get a sense of like the relationship between like any of the few characters in the movie and like I, I couldn't tell if this was like their first date or if they've been going out for two years like it felt like very... again give, given the ending of the movie I'll say it's not been a long relationship okay. yeah uh, they've been out at least once before because she references a previous date that's that's as much we can say but she comes in they joke around a little bit and he tells her about the amnesia or whatever and he, he doesn't have his cause he had like a sling on for the first half of the movie and then yeah. as soon as we get to this date the sling's gone and he just has a little wristband you know, one of the wrist kind of things you get just you, like a cast I don't know it's not, no it's not a cast it's just one of those ones you slip on it's like a uh, I, don't, I don't know the name I don't know what the but, technical term is for you, you know what it is yeah. if you've seen it yeah. but he's just got one of them on now fine he's magically cured whatever I don't <laughs> at this point I'm not going to care yeah. and again just one of these simple little telltale signs <clears throat> that you're watching a movie by someone who doesn't know how to cut things down and edit it into like a you know because let's be honest storytelling of any kind movies included it's all about just giving information and it's about the most interesting way the most engaging way of giving that information and passing it along to the audience right mm. so they're talking as they're like opening the wine and they're in the kitchen and it fades to them just finishing their dinner and they're putting down their forks and they're like oh i'm stuffed yeah that was great and it was such a birdemic the room style scene where there's no point to it <laughs> We could cut to the immediate part of the scene that matters where she's like, oh, what's this camera? What have you been recording? And he's like, oh, I recorded a message from my grandma. You also recorded about five hours of B-roll, you dickhead. Because <laughs> we watched you do it. <laughs> so she turns on the camera and watches it and she sees the mannequin turn behind them. Yeah. And they all and the reactions are really inhumane. They don't react like human beings would react to that situation. <laughs> and like, let's go check it out. And she's like, this is really weird. And... They go and yeah. it's just a mannequin. They have a good laugh, and okay, so I guess that's deflated. And at this point, we're like <laughs> nearly forty minutes into the film of a seventy-nine yeah. minute movie, and mm-hmm. little's happened. Little, little has happened. The doorbell goes. Okay. And at this point, I'm imagining the scriptwriter. Right, he's writing the script. Yeah. He's writing the script, and he's like, "All right." Andrew goes to the door. He opens the door, and standing there is a man, middle-aged, with a goatee. I don't know what to call him. Uh, guy. I'll call Guy <laughs> Guy. Either that, or he put in Guy as a placeholder, and then just yeah. forgot to go back and check. No, I mean, don't get me wrong. I know that Guy is a name. You can't have people called Guy. Guy Gardner, a Green Lantern, for example. There's yeah. Guy is a name. However, in this movie, because everything's so lazy and convenient and... Like, they can tell they didn't yeah. have any resources and they're not good filmmakers. I all, I, I do want to believe that <laughs> it is just... It's, you know, kind of like how in like a, a bigger movie, like an extra, will be credited as, like, prison inmate number two. Yeah. That his, his credit is Guy, not because it's his name. He's just <laughs> Guy. Guy. Guy number one. Uh, he's the worst actor in the movie, though, which is saying something yeah. in this shit fest. <laughs> Uh, every line that comes out of his mouth is complete bollocks. He he's he's like, oh, I'm a neighbour and I'm down the street. I just got this call about the the escaped convicts in the neighbourhood. You you need to and you'll remember this phrase because he says it about twenty goddamn times. Yeah. 
you need to make sure all your windows and doors are locked. <laughs> he then walks into the house without being invited and starts checking yeah. their windows and doors. Now, I wouldn't even say walk. He, like, <laughs> practically runs, just, like, blows right by him. And, again, talk about, like, people not reacting the way human beings would. Like, at this point, any reasonable person would be like, all right, hold it right there, sir. Like, we don't know who you are. Like, go back outside. We're going to call the cops, get this straightened out. But, no, what what, what does Andre do? He goes, like, oh, yeah, I better go, like, check everything and just wanders off and leaves his girlfriend alone with this stranger who just not, ran not into the all, house. Not only that, not, not as he leave her, he actually asks her in front of him, are you okay with me leaving you here with him? <laughs> <laughs> and she's like, yeah, that's fine. <laughs> like, remember, this guy just, like... They don't know him, and he just immediately starts talking about escaped convicts, which, if there were escaped convicts, that's what an escaped convict would say. <laughs> like, they would go <laughs> to a house and be like, oh, there's some crazies on the loose. Let me in. I'll protect you. You know, like, it, it's it's so baffling that any of this was allowed to happen. Yeah. So – And also, and uh, they – I know that this house is supposedly like pretty big. Oh, but the, the it, this is exactly the point I was about to bring up. Okay, yeah. Uh, yeah the, so, <laughs> so Andre goes down the stairs because there's meant to be like a sort of the lower level goes further or whatever, and he goes to check, and the guy starts making small talk with uh, Rachel. He's just ah, so yeah, you make a cute couple. Like that's a little bit creepy coming from a stranger, but okay. Uh, maybe not an old person I could see like an old granny saying that and it wouldn't feel weird like yes kind of thing they would say oh you make a cute couple you two do. you know uh, also he's only known them for like 10 seconds <laughs> yeah he's literally seen them standing next to each other yeah and that's about it yeah they could be like brother and sister for all he knows he doesn't even yeah I don't know. and then he starts asking really inappropriate questions he just comes out with how, how long you've been having sex and then yeah. Uh, so when you're having sex, like where does he where does he finish on your chest? On your you know, he, he starts listening to this, and she slaps him, yeah. and we're supposed to believe this is getting emotional. And <laughs> he he then says, you know, the thing about this house is uh, the, the the downstairs goes really far back. You can't hear anything uh, at the other end, and he puts on gloves because I wouldn't want to leave fingerprints anywhere, would I? And he starts going coming towards her. And the scene just kind of cuts. <laughs> it cuts to Andre's back. So at this moment, the movie's kind of implied that Guy is a creepy serial killer and he's attacked Rachel. Oh, I think Guy implied that. <laughs> true, true, true. The guy, guy implied that heavily. And this makes no sense. When we get to the end of the movie, this whole scene makes zero goddamn... The whole movie yeah. makes no goddamn sense. But this scene in particular makes no goddamn sense. <laughs> he so yeah so it cuts to Andre and Andre <laughs> walks up the stairs and Guy's just sitting there with a glass of wine by himself and he's like where's Rachel? <laughs> well, that was a very accurate impersonation I had and he's like oh she left yeah she, t- she took her things she let her bags gone yeah she left <laughs> he's like did you say why? <laughs> no you'd have to ask her 
Uh, yeah. A lot of wine and food here, though. I can help you help you finish it off. <laughs> and then, I can't remember what he says specifically that makes him like again creepy. And Andre finally starts thinking, yeah. "Oh, this guy might not be on the up and up." Shock, shock, and surprise. It's Maybe, like super like broy too. Like yeah. he gets like all up in his face and like yeah, it is. It's such a like that annoying like frat boy chest bumping yeah he tells him to get out yeah. guy keeps talking nonsense and crap at him and then he steps in like right up to his face chest to chest as you say and we get the best <laughs> and by best i mean worst delivery of get the f out i have ever heard in my life he puts all these pauses in between his words yeah. and draws it out get the exactly yeah, yeah. And then, then, like everything in this movie is just waiting for what you know is going to happen you're like just say it it <laughs> is and like, again this is passing all 10 minutes this scene this is going on and on and he eventually is like yeah alright don't have to tell me three times I'll get out <laughs> which that that's not a saying it's, you, don't, you don't have to tell me twice is what but, hey, normal to be people fair, to be fair guy has been accurate he has already asked him twice that's, that's true it's so, just uh... weird that someone would wait <laughs> Hey, maybe maybe he's operating on like baseball logic, like you know, three strikes and you're out kind of thing. So two's okay, two's okay, but three's too many. <laughs> so he leaves, and as he's going out, he's like, "Yeah, if you need anything, buddy, I'll just be down the street." He's like, "Okay, bye." And then we and get like I have no again no sense of this house, this area. I don't know. Are they next door neighbors, or does he like live at the bottom of a hill? like 20 minutes away yeah. you know what i mean like they just there's no sense of anything yeah also has has made has appearance in general his whole story doesn't make any sense just mm-hmm. just think about it he comes to the door and says oh i just got this call from the police there's escaped convicts in the area and they're like what we didn't hear about that you didn't get that call it's like well <laughs> if they did actually call obviously they didn't but if they did did call everyone in the, the area if they were going to call people yeah, there. That's that's not how the police work. And, and, they he, and they wouldn't anyway. It would just it would be on the news. God damn it! Yeah, but I would like just someone at a police station be like, "All right, guys, we got escaped convicts. You know what that means? Everyone to their desks, pick up the phone, start calling people." <laughs> but just let's assume that under the logic of this movie, that the police would call the everyone in the area that is in in a, fe- a danger of escaped convicts. Right? If they were going to do it for one person. They would do it for everyone. Right? They'd do it for the street yeah. or whatever, whatever the area is. They wouldn't do it for anyone, but if they were going to, for one, they'd do it for them all. Right, yeah. So he comes to the door, he's like, you didn't get that call? Oh, I was like, so what were you hoping to get? You're like, you, if you came to the door assuming they got the call, mm-hmm. what, what what were you there for? What, what, what were you hoping to get from them? What assistance did you want? Yeah, uh... Your story no, makes no, no sense. I, I don't. <laughs> oh god! It is the most like them not immediately thinking he's a weirdo serial killer is like the most out of character thing ever. Like the most it's illogical bizarre. character plot decision making. Anyway. the worst part about it is, is that like up to now nothing has happened. So you think like, okay, maybe here's where we'll start to get some plot development and kind of start to see where things are going to go but instead it just throws this weird cog in, you know in the machine where you're like 
uh, okay. Yeah, once Sky leaves, Andre then basically gets high, which, by the way, him getting high, he's like, I think he's meant to be breathing in like a, you know, he's, he's got a bag and he's, he's like inhaling, yeah. and it's meant to be him getting high. I'll be honest, there may, may, maybe the, the substance is clear, whatever, but to me, it just looked like he was breathing into a plastic bag and nothing was in it. Yeah, um, there's a term for that type of device. I, I forget what it's called, but I, I'm not. I don't know like how it looks like either. But I mean, if it, if if that is how it is supposed to look, it doesn't make it like visually interesting. Yeah, like it, visually, there's no way to tell that he's actually doing anything. It looks like he's just breathing into a bag, and that's all he's doing. It doesn't look. And obviously, they're making a movie, so there shouldn't be anything actually happening. But yeah. It, it should be <laughs> at, at the very least like you know I, i'm sure a lot of people probably know what he's doing but you know hey not everyone is going to do that so, is going to know that so just make it something simple like him just smoking a joint something that everyone can recognize like okay yeah the, the only yeah but that would require getting fake stuff to do it with and True. this movie clearly does not have the budget <laughs> to do that they clearly had True. a drone so they used their drone yeah. multiple times and that's about it. But you could, I mean, anyone can buy a drone. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but he... Yeah, so we get this just this sequence of him wandering around the house, being kind of high, looking into the oven and doing various other things. Another 15 oh. minutes of this. Yeah, he, he like had a, he said something weird to the oven too. I forgot about that. <laughs> but then there was like a weird... I don't know. I, I don't even remember. And it end, I, I, it's stupid. <laughs> the, the whole thing ends with your classic, oh, runs into a streaming face and then wakes up. Yeah, <laughs> that's how it ends and I don't know if it's before this or after this this part of the movie kind of blends together in my head but he gets a flashlight at one point even though the lights are still clearly on like not all of them <laughs> but there's still lights on in the house yeah. and he gets a flashlight and starts using the flashlight to look at the mannequins and check they're all actually mannequins and the movie tries to do a couple of creepy things it tries to have like someone standing behind him with a mask on and it, it does a couple of things like that there's a few times yeah. that happens but the problem is, is that it's so inadequately directed and shot that none of it lands. None of it f- makes you feel anything. It feels like an amateur just trying to emulate other things, and it doesn't. Yeah. And this this it, might it, sound really arrogant, right? This this might sound really arrogant, but I feel like even if you, even if I hadn't, I can criticize this because I, I can look at it and compare it to other movies and go, no, this looks like crap compared to every other decent or even mediocre horror movie on the planet. Yeah. But as someone who's actually made like some student films, oh. like I did better than this. <laughs> like, <laughs> they may not be perfect. There's things you can pick apart. There's things you can, but at least the pacing of scenes and like building like a sequence out of interesting shots, I did better than this. Every single scene in this is sure. Yeah, no, I've I've seen numb. you know. Yeah, I've seen a couple of the shorts he did, and yeah, I would definitely say they were, you know, it's, unfortunately it's not much of a compliment, but I would say they are better than this. <laughs> well, I'll, I'll take that. As, <laughs> as thinly veiled as that may be, Tim, I'll take it. But you know, there's just a principle, and I'm like, it's almost like this person who made this wasn't even a student filmmaker. It was like they didn't go to school for film, they just thought they could do it. I, I was talking to someone about this the other day, and, and I feel like you you get that a lot more with horror like it it seems like a genre that people that aren't as maybe it, it, it's something that i think a lot of people are like oh i can do that 
Yeah, yeah, because it's cheaper. Yeah. And you look at something like Halloween, which only costs $300,000, and you think, oh, they, they did so much with so little. And good filmmakers can. Yeah. Like, um, I, I, again, give give a good director. Give, yeah. I don't know, James Wan. Give James Wan the same amount of money and this one house and tell him you've got a couple of weeks to make a horror movie. I bet you you'll turn out something that's a fun little in-the-house movie that works. Well, I mean, we see that all the time now. Like, there's always tons of, like, you know, oh, this, like, two-minute horror short is the scariest thing all year. You know, you see all those articles all the time. Yeah. And even some of them get made into movies. Like, um, I mean, say what you will about uh, Mama, but that was based off, like, a short that someone did that was I, – I actually think it was – the short was like legitimately creepy and cool and the movie uh, was too drawn out yeah, <laughs> yeah. but I, I mean there's tons of like really good like well, even, small shorts that are even done on nothing think of uh, your next think of your next that's mostly yeah. in one house the house isn't True, that yeah. much bigger than this one yeah. it's just you've got a better director and better actors that's basically yeah. it. And a better, you know, everyone else is better too. You get a better editor, better DP who shoots it better. And like, all those elements are better, but it's still just a house with a bunch of characters. Yeah. yeah. Or even House of the Devil. It's mostly one person in one house. And it's yeah. thrilling. Yeah. It like, looks like a movie. Yeah, like, like, you could have told me that that was made on like, practically nothing because it, there isn't really like a lot of, uh, you know, crazy stuff that happens in it, but it's still like super effective, super creepy. There's an atmosphere to it. There's a style to it. Uh, there's engaging characters. I mean, on, honestly, see, when it comes to horror movies, obviously your, your bigger idea ones, but m- most horror movies, the majority of the budget and the reason why they cost anything to make really is the people making it. All the people that need to be paid. Whereas for yeah. like, see, see when you look at an Avengers or something, it's like two hundred fifty million dollars. Sure, a lot of those act like Robert Downey Jr. is getting earning a lot of money. Sure, but they have to spend so much money on the big locations, all the CG. Like more of the money still spent on other things other than the actors and the you know the, the director and whoever else you know everyone in the everyone in the crew basically. Like I mean, even if that's not true, it's still the percentage the the ratio is still a lot more even or whatever. That's why horror movies can work so well on a small budget. Is because if you pay, if you get enough money to pay the right people, and they're dedicated, they make the movie. The locations don't cost a lot. It doesn't cost a lot to rent a house to shoot in a house. It doesn't cost a lot to, you know, get a simple little location. Yeah. Right. There's a reason why so many crap horror movies are just shot in the woods because <laughs> it doesn't cost anything to shoot in the woods. Is the basic answer to that. Yeah. Oh dear. Anyway, we are in the plot of this one then. Uh, so is this the point where he's like? Searching for his phone now, and calls his friend. Yeah, he finds this. Like, there's like a music studio, recording studio in the house for some reason. Even though it's not been set up, that that would be there for any reason because most people don't have that in their house. <laughs> and he finds some pictures of both Rachel and a few other girls, uh, and a kind of stalker type photos. Uh, what I mean, like you know, taken from across the street and stuff like that. And, and I kept kind of getting confused. Uh, because there's there's a couple of times where we see like other girls and stuff, and that I, I, they all like look so similar. I, I and Rachel's, I don't, sorry, but kind of forgettable. That I kept being like, <laughs> is that supposed to be her or is that someone else or? 
Uh, no, well, one of them was a different race, I know, I know. at the very least, because there was an Asian girl in well, one of the foes. Yeah. I, I, don't, I don't know. Again, just like something that doesn't help <laughs> the movie. Yeah. Yeah, he finds the photos and he's like, oh, this is a set-up, this is the game show thing, and he phones his friend. Is this the game show? He's like, no, it's not, I swear, you're not, just go and relax. <laughs> anyway, after the jump scare, he, he wakes up and he, he looks around and he, he finds... Again, this is all blended together. Let's just... Whatever. He finds... <laughs> he, go, he goes to get a drink and mm. he just happens to look in the, the freezer where there's a bottle of... I think it was Jägermeister... In, in the ice. He's like, oh, I'll have some of this. So again, <laughs> at this point, we're like an hour into this 79 minute movie and yeah. there's no rise of like tension. There's no like end of act two. We're building to the ending. This is back to him just sauntering around the house and doing random boring things. He gets the Eagermeister. He pours it out. Oh, there's a USB stick contained within the Eagermeister, which he might never have found, but here it is, conveniently. So he, he, USB stick, at first I wasn't sure if he knew what that was, and then <laughs> he apparently has a laptop that's connected to the big TV, fine, whatever. He puts it in, and there's like slideshow or whatever, and it's all these images of all these girls, same as the photographs on the desk. Okay, I wonder where this is going. And there's a video file that's, that's titled, Play Me. Here's, here's, here's my problem with this. He had amnesia, right? And you can probably guess, if you're listening to our talking about this without seeing the movie, at this point you've probably guessed what the end of the movie is, what the twist is going to be. Yeah. For this to say play me as if it's for him, <laughs> he would have to have known that he was going to get amnesia. Well, did it seems like they're, they're trying for a weird... Um multiple personality kind of thing. Ah, uh, okay. Well, so see, I, the reason why that never came to mind, Sam, is because they introduced that literally in the last scene. Oh, yeah. No, they don't, it, they don't build that up at all. But yeah, yeah okay. It, it's definitely fair. not well done, but I, I mean, I don't know if that's even what they were going for, but that's what it seemed like to me. But you are right. It does come out of nowhere. And then it also raises questions like, uh, was that something as a result of the accident? Was that something he's always had in him? Oh, dear. No idea. Oh. oh, God. Yeah, so he watches the footage and there's a girl in her like underwear and lingerie uh, tied to a post and she's talking dirty as if you know, she's been t- she's willingly to get tied up. She's like, oh, let's do some kinky stuff. And she's blindfolded. And <laughs> at one point he's like groping her and he's like feeling her up. And I'm like, now given the budget of this movie, this could just be the actor's girlfriend, hence why <laughs> she was comfortable doing this. But all I could think during this scene Especially when I thought she might like get undressed further, I was like, "Not for this movie, please, please, dear, don't do it for this movie, <laughs> not, not this one, love." Like seriously, you'll regret this so much in five years. Don't, yeah. don't do it for this movie. Um, but yeah, he starts to cut her tongue and he stops the video because it gets too disturbing for him. And like, oh, I wonder where this is going. And then he wanders around the house a bit more, some attempts at a creepy scene, and then he gets rushed by police. Lots, lots of police <laughs> burst in the house and pin him to the ground, including Guy. Guy's a policeman. Whoa. And he's standing around looking <laughs> all serious and uh, 
Andrew's like, nah, it wasn't me. I left a recording, swear, watch it. Yeah. So they have him, like, you know, hands behind his back, handcuffed, and they all put this recording on and play it from where it continued off where he left it. Yeah, you know uh, how police always act like when they arrest someone, but the person's like, hey, let's watch this video before. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, I mean, we could take you down to the station, you know, bag everything as evidence, check it out, interview yeah. you there. But no, let's just like all hang out. And watch this video that this, this snuff, crazy this person video, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and they're watching it, and the girl gets killed and blood everywhere. And then the killer who's got a hoodie on and he's hood up. Why he had his hood up when she was blindfolded? I don't know. <laughs> but he takes off the hoodie and he turns around and it's him. And he he comes right up to the camera and looks at it with blood. And he blood all over his. He smears it all over his face. He's like, <laughs> and it pauses on his face. And yeah. Andre's like crying. He's like, no, it can't be true. It can't be true. Like we all didn't see this coming. <laughs> Yeah. Right. The, the most painful thing about it is if they did it like in the time it just took you to describe it that would have been fine but again it just it lasts so no, no. long and he's pacing yeah see, see, see the video right both times it goes on the first half and the second half it lasts for ages because the guy is just wandering around and walking around and we see him take out his toolbox with his blades yeah. and it just keeps going it keeps going forever and it's like Again, like the rest of the movie, no sense of pacing, no sense of yeah. time. There's no plot structure either. Like things, like <laughs> a couple of random things happen here or there, but almost nothing happens, and then the ending happens, and that's it. Right. So at this point, I'm thinking, before we even get to the, the split personality bollocks, he, he starts screaming, "Oh, it wasn't me. It was him. It wasn't me. It was him." And then he like snaps into a different character. He's like, "Yeah, that pussy doesn't know what." <laughs> he starts talking about like Andres if he's another guy, yeah. and. The guy's acting so bad that it's just kind of laughable. And you're like, okay, this came out of nowhere. This was not implied. This was not set up. This was not whatever throughout the entire movie. But here's what was going through my head. Apart from this, this, this was terrible. And what a stupid twist. <laughs> like, ha- having him have amnesia and not remembering he's a serial killer would have been enough. Yeah. Sure. That was twist enough. They didn't have to do the whole, oh, it's also a split personality thing. Yeah. Anyway. What I was thinking during this, like... But what about his friend who drove him here? Like, that whole setup about he's looking after the house for him? Like, if this is really Andre's actual house, and that's why he's brought him here, right? If this is actually his house, why would he make up this story? Why not just tell him, I'm taking you home? I don't. I don't get it. <laughs> I don't get that that thing. Why why that story? Now don't get me wrong. I'm about to ask more questions, bigger questions about this whole police yeah. thing operation. Right. So by the way, throughout all this, we see that they find a girl in the basement. There's a girl tied up down there who presumably was the next victim. Rachel, of course, would have been the next victim after that. And obviously, when you see that guy's a cop, you get that he got her out of harm's way. The whole point of that scene was that he was getting rid of her so that she wasn't in danger. I don't know why that I had to include him asking her all these questions about sex. Like, why not, as soon as Andrea leaves the scene, be like, look, ma'am, I'm a police officer. We suspect him of being a serial killer. You know, just tell her what's going on. I don't understand why he has to play this weird game when he's out of the room of, like, all these sex questions. I don't get it. See, all right, so honestly, I didn't even know that, that that's what happened. Like, when you're saying that, like, like I don't know, that's what Guy did, because that, that was going to be my question, like, what what happened with Guy and Rachel and all that stuff? But th- that makes sense. But it's so poorly done. 
that no, oh, I, I agree. I agree. I, I just got it. As soon as I seen he's a policeman, I was like, okay, right, that's what that scene was. That was him playing a character so that he'd get to her on her own and get her out of the house. Fine. Okay. The problem is, why why play this character when he's out the room? When Andre leaves the room, why does he still act like that dick, dickhead? Why not just immediately go, look, ma'am, here's my badge. I'm a police officer. You're in danger. I need to get you out of the house yeah. right now. Why not just yeah. say that? I don't, I don't get it. The whole scene is done that way to make us think he's a serial killer. Whereas if it had just cut away and we, see if we just followed Andre and we, everything was yeah. from him, his perspective and he came back and she was missing, that would have been enough. And it would have been more yeah. subtle. It wouldn't have been because him like starting to say things like all, all the questions he was asking, that just makes it too obvious that he's maybe creepy or whatever. Yeah. And and why did he like stick around and start drinking his like wine and like what like why put on such a big show of it? And... I, I, I well, I'm going to not defend her, but I'll I'll suggest that that was so that Andrew wouldn't go looking for her. Like if he stuck around and said she left, okay. then he would go about his business as normal afterwards. Which. Uh... Oddly enough, again, is not something someone would normally do. Yeah. Like if if he was like close with this girl, he probably yeah you know, would have tried to do something more than just like call her once or. But here's here's the here's the problem I have though after this. Yeah. So, so Andrew's getting carted out of the house, and his friends there. So I'm like, okay, right. So he was part of this thing because because part of me was thinking, is he in on the killings, and he's bringing him here. Is this like their killing house that's separate from him? No, no, no. He's, he's in it with the cops. He's helped them by taking him here. And again, that's why I'm like, why tell him this convoluted story about looking after the house? Okay. Why not just tell him it's his house? What what, what, what do you have to lose by doing that? Uh, whatever. Yeah. But as he's been carted out and we see Rachel's there safe, why they've let her stick around to see him be arrested? I, I don't know, but whatever. She's there. Yeah. So this whole thing was a sting. This whole thing was to catch him so all I can ask, why? <laughs> if they suspect that he's a serial killer, yeah. if they've got enough reason to set up this sting operation, and if it's to save like someone in the house, right? Now, if you'd said to me, they don't know where he's keeping the girl, mm-hmm. and we have to let him lure to us, that'd be okay, except that it's his friend who knows where he lives, because Andrew doesn't remember where he lives. Yeah, he doesn't even know it's his house. Yeah. So, so he's Andrew's friend knows where this house is. So they know where the house is. Why didn't they just come in and search it? Why did they go through all this charade of letting him wander around, and then turning off the power, creeping around and scaring <laughs> him from behind? <laughs> like, was the point that they couldn't find where the girl was hidden in the basement, and they had to wait until he stumbled onto her? Like, I don't get it. <laughs> I just like the idea of cops being like, let's give him a good scare before we arrest him. <laughs> I don't understand what the point of the whole the whole sting operation was. If if they're convinced that he is possibly a killer, you get a warrant and you go into his yeah. house and you search it. I have absolutely no idea. I, you know, I, I wish I could formulate some type of theory or something, but everything makes so little sense that I... I I can't even begin to fathom why they would go through such a thing. This twist raises so many plot holes that I just can't fill. I just the why would the entire premise of the movie is a plot hole? I feel like you're almost giving them like 
more credit than like they deserve. Like I think you're actually putting more thought into it right now than they probably did not. when they wrote the script. Yeah. Like I I I bet they were probably just like, "Oh, and then like, you know, here's this twist and then you know, not, not. <laughs> hoping that people wouldn't be like, does it make sense? I don't know. Let's think about it." They were far too concerned with writing scenes where he just walks into rooms in the house going, "Oh, look at that master bed. I might have to sleep in here." <laughs> Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> like that. Oh, look at this big TV. This was all that was missing after I found all that booze. <laughs> I hate this movie. Oh, yeah. Um, this absolutely. Was, this was garbage. This was, you know, last week you liked the movie more than I did, so we had a little bit of a different opinion. Yeah. And I thought oh, I'll pick something that we'll both clearly be on the same page about. <laughs> I may have went too far. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, do you you get what I'm saying though with like how, like, how they were trying like so hard to like do like interesting shots and stuff because there's so many scenes where like it it would start on the ground and then like you know tilt up to them and then you know or it'd be like an overhead shot or something like it seemed like they were trying they, so hard. They were trying without <laughs> understanding why it works. Like they were breaking a lot of basic filmmaking rules. They crossed the line where it made no sense several times. If you, I'll explain what crossing the line is. It's also referred to as the 180 degree rule, if you've heard it explained that way. It's, uh, so you've got a scene with two actors, right? And they're, they're just talking to each other. So the idea of the line is what's between them. Between them is a straight line. And if you're going by the 180 degrees rule, it's like the, the idea is that the camera always stays on one side of that line. You never just jump over to the other side. Now, there, there's some reasons why you would do it. Like, you know, if you want to, like, make a, the audience feel jolted because there's something to reveal on the other side of the room or like there is reasons why you break the rule but when you break the rule you understand why you're breaking it to create an effect you never just do it in the middle of a normal dialogue scene it makes no sense and it 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 confuses the audience in terms of geography because suddenly everything in the room's flipped yeah and the actors are on the opposite side so it's kind of like a like see when I'm talking to you Tim my mm-hmm. talking space is here right and if you turn to face sort of me kind of thing, you're talking to... That, that's how you'd shoot it. But it would be like if I shot me like this and then it cut to you, but you were facing the other way. So we're both facing the same way. It would be confusing. The other way. way? Yeah. So that would be the wrong way, right? And that would look confusing if it cut to that shot between the two of us. <laughs> and this, this movie does this... It doesn't do that exact thing, but it crosses the line several times where it shouldn't. And... Everything about it, the way it's shot, the way the scenes are edited together, the way the sequences are put together, make just it convinced me that whoever made this has absolutely no idea how to put a scene together, how to make it interesting, how to build tension and suspense, just in the most basic sense of pacing. Like, just there's a lot of little things that even a lot of the bad movies we watch do mm. that work. Yeah, but well, I was. I was actually thinking about this, uh, you know, after I watched it yesterday oh and a couple of times throughout today. Well, no, like, I just, you know, sometimes I'll try to think of like, you know, oh, what are some stuff I, I can kind of think about or bring up or what my general opinion is going to be. And I was racking my brain so hard, like, because I don't know, who, you know, who the person is who made this movie. Like, you know, when we talk about an Eli Roth movie or a Rob Zombie movie, like, you know, uh, I, I think uh, it's safe to say... The culprit okay. is Dave David, Parker. Dave Parker. Okay. 
So, I mean, I don't know who this guy is, and it, it feels like, like we said, as a student uh, film or something, it kind of feels like. So, you know, he might be a really nice guy who's trying his hardest. You know, I don't want to be too negative, you know, as opposed to when we talk about, like, Rob Zombie or Eli Roth, who we generally don't like and you know, whatever, maybe it's mean, but, you know, I think we're a little more comfortable trashing him. But I was trying to think of something positive, like at least one nice thing I could say about this movie, and I, I legitimately can't. There's nothing. There's, there's, yeah. there's not even, like, even though, like, I, I was saying to Tim before we, we started recording that when I realised how bad it was, I was like, I was sort of giggling about it for like 20 minutes of the runtime. It probably helped me get through a lot of that wandering through the house sequence. <laughs> Because I was really, like, that was really painfully slow. But I was giggling at just how bad it was. Not because it was so bad it was funny in that sense. It was just, oh, this is so dire. I'm giggling because I made Tim watch this more more than anything else. <laughs> and that that ran out. Like, you know, once we got to about 30 minutes in, I was like, okay, I'm just painfully bored now. This is terrible. Nothing nothing yeah. happening on screen is engaging. Nothing, none of the characters are written remotely realistically or anything. Yeah. So... And it's just so frustrating. I mean, I think it's always worth mentioning when we criticise a movie and we say we hate a director, we don't hate them as a person, per right. se. That's not what we're saying. We're saying we, we hate their work. And maybe it feels cruel to like, slate this as much as we are, but it doesn't even feel like... Because even when you watch some other... Because there's two types of student film, and maybe calling this a student film is actually harsh to students because, like I say, it feels like the person who made this never actually went to film school or TV production or anything like that. It feels like they didn't actually know what they were doing. I, I think students, for the most part, will do a better job than this. Yeah. Now, student films have their own flaws. Some students get a little bit too, like, pretentious, especially the sort of the the more snobby ones, where they'll try to make it ultra-artistic and they'll do all these... And it's like, oh, this is, yeah, you've put in, oh, a quote from someone at the start. You're trying to impress people. You're trying to make your yeah. art film and it's a bit too much and they don't have restraint but at least there you can see the passion on the screen you can see that they're trying to do all these different things and even if they're failing in the sense that they're it's not working like they're doing too much they they need to show restraint and uh like calm themselves down a little bit at least you can see the you know it's like when you watch uh when we watch we watch a lot of bad horror movies that we like kind of like uh slasher movies especially stuff like chopping mall or stuff like I like the Friday the 13th sequels and it's mm-hmm. maybe another bad example for what I'm about to say but with a lot of these bad horror movies though even when they're really goofy and the acting's really cheesy and stupid and th- like they're still paced properly and yeah, there's still like a, a type of craft there. yeah there's still a type of craft there they usually put some effort into the death scenes and stuff so you're you're enjoying them and if nothing else, you can kind of feel the part. You get the sense that these people had fun making this movie. You get the sense they cared oh, yeah. about it. For as goofy as it might be, they cared. And I'm not yeah. saying the people making this didn't care, but if they did, it is not on screen. You can't feel any of it. Yeah. Um. Oh boy. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot to unpack. Um. <laughs> there. Uh, and I, well, actually, one, one quick thing I, I will bring up. Um, also, I, I think we're pretty reasonable people for the most part, and I, there's plenty of times on this show where we've said, like, "Hey, I don't like this, but I get it. It's not for me," you know. And yeah, that but, happens. And, yeah. 
and uh, I just because that, I that's, think... just, that's just a case of like taste. Like sometimes, yeah, someone's into more supernatural stuff. Sometimes you're into more serial killers, whatever. Like I'm, I'm using those examples because we're talking about horror movies, but yeah, like you know, that's kind of the the way you just go. It's just a taste thing. You just you, you don't connect with that type of story for whatever reason. That's not what this is. This is just. Uh-huh. And one last thing I want to bring up before we go into uh, ratings. Um, I think we kind of got to talk about the title a little bit. At watches, like, yeah. Yeah, I mean, did it piss you off? Can, see, before we talk about what the title is, I want yeah. to talk about how it appears on screen. Okay. As someone who's tinkered around in After Effects, it feels like someone who learn to use After Effects in a day and thought, oh, this looks cool! And <laughs> use that as the, the title animation where it comes because it says it and it goes flying past through the screen and then watches comes through the screen and it's all metallic <laughs> and I'm like, this doesn't suit the movie. They've just done this because they found this effect and they thought, oh, this looks cool, we're going to use this. Yeah. But continue. <laughs> well, alright, so there's that <laughs> which was annoying and then do you feel like they're trying to like bite on it follows little fame because that's kind of like a that has like a little bit of a reputation now we both love it and i think most people you know um or at least like most horror fans have seen it or you know like it i'll tell you this it watches sounds like a great movie it watches sounds like a title of a movie that i would love not yeah. just because it sounds a little bit like It Falls, which, you know, I love It Falls, but it sounds like a good title for a monster movie, especially. You know, if you get a monster, like, creeping around and watching you kind of thing. Yeah. The title makes no sense, though, in this movie. Who's watching? <laughs> I mean, there's cameras, sure. Yeah. Well, I guess the answer is the police are watching. They're the ones that are spying on them. <laughs> okay. Why? I don't know why they didn't just search the house. Yeah. Oh, my God, this movie's so stupid. <laughs> Maybe that's an intentional thing, I don't know. Given how lifeless and unimaginative the rest of the movie is, probably. I mean, yeah, it could definitely be a coincidence, but, you know, now that, like, It Follows is uh, such, like, a a big movie, you know, for me, and, you know, probably for you, too... um, yeah, yeah, well, I, see... I mean, there's definitely like a a backlash to like, with any big movie and any yeah. like, especially horror movies. There, there always seems to be oh, everyone likes The Witch this year. There'll be like a good thirty yeah. percent who are like, no, The Witch sucks. What are you talking about? Yeah. You know, there's always the backlash. But yeah, it's one of those things where it, it got that enough acclaim in the horror circles that it's yeah. one of the the bigger horror movies of the last few years. E- either way, if you like it or don't like it, it's in the horror zeitgeist now. That mm. if that's, yeah. a, good, that's a good way of you... putting it. Sunday zeitgeist now. Yeah, so if you name your movie it something, it yeah, I, I my first instinct is kinda gotta be like, hey, are you just trying to get up on some of you know, this popular movies <laughs> you know. Uh, the only thing the only positive thing I'll say about the title is other than the fact that I actually think it's a good title for another movie <laughs> is uh I did get to start this podcast with we're going to talk about it follows, I wish I wasn't. Yeah. Oh, that follows. Sorry, it, it watches. watches. <laughs> See, yeah. I, just, I just made the mistake. I don't think I, I have anything left to say. Yeah, I, I was going. Uh. I'm going to reiterate this. I'm really glad none of the actresses got their boobs out for this movie yeah. because 
don't get me wrong, it's usually gratuitous in horror movies, but not for this one, guys. Just yep. out of respect. Because I, I if... this was the thing I was thinking actually. See during the, the the whole ending and the reveal when they've got him handcuffed and he's watching the video and he sees it's him and he's like, no, 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 it wasn't me. <laughs> I almost imagine that's the reaction that anyone involved in the making of this film is going to have if they watch this again <laughs> in like five years. <laughs> Yeah. Oh boy. What were you gonna say, Tim? <laughs> um, maybe one small positive I can say is that, like, um, I guess there wasn't anything like, like, ma- like too offensive. I mean, maybe you could say like, as a film, it like it's a- offensive to call it a movie or something. But like, yeah, at least there wasn't anything that was like racially or culturally offensive. You know, uh, that's that's the one thing I guess I can say. Yeah, I guess. Uh, <laughs> but if that if that's like the only like the bare minimum of like you can be like, well, I wasn't offended by it. <laughs> yeah. Oh dear. you do realize that we have now gone almost the entire runtime of the movie itself. Oh dear lord. <laughs> I guarantee you, if you stuck around this hour or so, if you stuck around all this time, I guarantee you, you had more fun and more <laughs> things happened on this discussion of the yeah. movie than in the movie itself. <laughs> I promise you that. I promise you that. Even right. if you hated this, even if you thought we were boring, even if you don't like us, I guarantee you, if you try and watch this movie, you'll be like, you know what, nah, they were right. That Watching them was more fun. I promise yeah. you that. There's a time for It Rates... I like it, too. I like it. <laughs> it, it rates indeed. Okay. It puts the lotion in the basket. <laughs> uh, should I go first? One out of ten. I'll, I'll beat you to it. Okay. Um, yeah, I, I mean, I was going to, I guess, explain it a little further, but... Um, we just spent I, an hour explaining it, Tim. <laughs> I, I just want to say one more time, I was... My ratings one out of ten as well, okay, but I, <laughs> I was, I was trying, like we there are movies that well, we wait a minute. actually Tim, we do do point fives. We could call it point five out of ten, or do we give <sighs> it a zero? Is a zero? Do we allow zero? We've never had this thing before. Where we were like, do we allow zeros? I I, I don't know. Well, we can ponder that, but I, I just want to say, like I again, I was. Like earlier today, I I was like, you know, a one is really harsh, and like there have been other movies we've absolutely hated, but you know, we still gave like a two or a three or something. So I was trying to think if there was one little thing I could grasp on in this movie to lift me up higher than a one, like a, a but there really isn't. Like I can't say like, oh, well, at least the special effects were good, or at least I like this one character, or at least I like this one plot point. At least I like. There's absolutely nothing and i don't know maybe we could go lower than a one if if we want maybe a one is being generous i I don't know but uh, this is hard because we hated green inferno we hated that with a passion but green inferno is a better movie than this yeah if i i think i think that's the only other movie I, I gave a 1 to I, I forget I mean, what you gave it and maybe I gave it a 1.5 I don't remember but I'm pretty sure it was a 1 I think I gave it like a 3 which is yeah if, if you're gonna go to that 
point where it's like I hate everything about this, but on a technical level, yeah, they good. knew how to shoot. Yeah, because it, it looked like a movie. Yeah, if nothing <laughs> else, you know, the actors were nowhere near as bad as the because I don't want to say the acting in that was yeah. necessarily that bad. I think some of them were bad, but then there's were some that were yeah, but even okay. the bad ones were not nothing like this. Yeah. This was this was people off the street who have never acted before in their yeah. life trying to get you know it, give lines. Plus, like that movie and the other movies we don't like, like The Forest, Other Side of the Door, Friend Request, all all that garbage. It at least they still have plots. At least they still have coherent stories. That well, coherence may be a bit generous, but they, <laughs> they do have stories. Okay. Things happen. Things yeah. keep happening. Typically. Even if they're stupid, even if we hate them, and we will tell them apart as well when the occasion calls for it, things happen, and they typically look like movies. You get the occasional one like The Darkness where it's not edited properly, and it's yeah. especially shoddy for a, a, a studio motion picture, to use a proper term there. Here it's like, nah, this is a complete shambles that, that doesn't even deserve the title film, probably. I don't know. It's... But it sounds really harsh, but it, you're watching it, and it looks like shit. Acting is terrible. Plot's terrible. Script is terrible. Direction is terrible. Everything about it. There's, there's not a redeeming quality yeah. in the in the thing. It's absolute dire. So, there you so go. Now, so if if this came out and like, I, like we just watched it recently. I don't know the exact release date of this movie, but if this was like late 2016, I think we should make an exception to have it qualify for the worst of you, 2017. You know funny? See, as I was watching, <laughs> I might want to go back and like delete our old worst top 10 of 2016 and edit it and add in this because this would be, would this be at the top? Would this be darkness? I think so. Yeah. Yeah. yeah without a doubt. Without it a would. doubt. This would be the worst one we watched. Yeah. Yeah. Well, if, We'll see how we feel at the end of uh, this year's awards. Maybe it'll get a nice shout out if it if we decide we can't do it. But... Maybe, maybe at the end of this year, because there's still a few 2016 movies we're going to try and like fit in that we missed, or some yeah. other smaller stuff like hopefully not quite like this that slipped <laughs> through the cracks. Like maybe we'll have honorable mentions of movies from last year that didn't make last year's list, but yeah. we want to mention them because they're terrible. <sighs> I I just I, I don't know. Like it's, it's a thing, like I say, Green Inferno's better. The Room is a better movie. Oh yeah, because The Room well, is funny. Like maybe not intentionally, yeah. but I'd, I, I, I've watched The Room several times with people. I like showing people The Room. I don't want to show anyone this. Yeah, and well, we we talked about that a lot before about how like uh, even if a movie's pretty bad, there can be um, it can be so bad to a point where it's entertaining, or it, there's a certain type of badness that you enjoy a, a type of cheesiness or, or goofiness or cheapness or whatever um, that makes it fun to watch. And that might, I, I would say that's actually kind of like a skill in of itself, you know, maybe not always uh, something that people do on purpose. Uh, I, think it, like, I think it's less of a skill. I, I think the thing that separates it is when you watch The Room, right, yeah. it's terrible. It's incompetent. He has no idea how to make a movie. <laughs> But you get the sense that Tommy Wiseau actually really cares, and he's trying oh, yeah. to make a good movie. He just has no idea how. It's that genuine like intention that gives it its yeah. feeling. Like, see if someone tries to make a bad movie and they intentionally try and make it as bad as the room, it comes off just feeling terrible because it's forced and it's fake and it's yeah. whatever. But when they try to make it good and it fails because they have no idea what they're doing, that's when it's fun. Yeah. This, I mean, maybe they did care, but this was 
it doesn't come across. It doesn't though. come across. You don't see yeah. any of it on screen. <sighs> this, like, this, this isn't even like sci-fi original movie <laughs> level bad. Like, no, because they still have things that happen in them. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. It's Sharknado. Sharknado makes more sense than the twist in this movie. <laughs> yeah, uh, I, I, I feel bad because it's it's so negative. Uh, but I, yeah, honestly, this is one of the worst ones we've watched, or maybe ever, of the show. No, I think that's accurate. Ever. Yeah. Let's hope next week's is better. Yeah. I don't know about you. I'm I'm not feeling that that Bye Bye Man will be better, but it may be. I mean, it's at least any... it's in theaters. It has to be better. Like it has to at least look more like a movie. It, if anything, it might be. It, after watching this, maybe it it might seem better at the very yeah, least. We're, we're like, oh, nine out of ten for Bye Bye Man. That was great. Yeah. After that last one. <laughs> oh dear. Okay. Well. You know, that's only the second movie I've watched in 2017. I've been a bit busy. I've not had time to watch as many movies these first couple of weeks. Yeah. This is my second movie in 2017, and it was It Watches. You know, you know what's funny is I've actually um, have ha- had uh, more free time lately, so I've been catching up with a lot of movies. So uh, almost everything I've watched in 2017 so far has been fantastic, except for... This was the one that really, really like made me go like, oh, this might not be such a good year after all. <laughs> now, now you want to take a break. I don't want to watch movies anymore yeah. for a while. I need to recuperate. <laughs> all right. Well, we, we actually are almost, we're like five minutes away from hitting the movie's runtime, if you can believe it. So thank you very much for watching. Do not watch it. Watch it if you have somehow seen it. <laughs> By all means, let us know what you think in the, the comments below, but I highly doubt anyone has. Uh, that, that, this I think I may have to vet the movies a little bit more. Although that said, this was probably more entertaining ha- us having watched this terrible movie. So let us know if, if this was fun. Maybe we will seek out these utter crap fests. And I, I think if if you didn't watch the movie, then watch this review, and then watch the movie. I th- I feel like you deserve some type of like prize or like. Right, no, like a, no, they deserve some sort of psychiatric help. <laughs> Why? Well, I, I just think like anyone willing to do that to themselves like deserves like the Screams After Midnight like Platinum Award. <laughs> like Jesus Christ, I thought they could probably sue us for trauma. <laughs> if like, oh, why did you watch this movie? Well, it was those guys on Screams After Midnight. <laughs> Jesus. Oh, well, the- We'll find a way to induce amnesia, drive them back to their house. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god. Alright guys, that's been Screams After Midnight. Thank you very much for watching, like and subscribing, all that stuff. It helps us out a lot. We always appreciate it. (sighs) I love how it's always the terrible movies that make us go super long. So it's always those ones. But uh yeah, thanks for watching, guys. Uh, check out the other shows we do. Remember, we did put a top 10 horror movies of 2016 and also a worst 10 horror movies of 2016. You can check out both of those. I'll make sure there's links at the end of the, in the corner, one of those places. And uh, Check out everything else. We, we have a horror movie review going up every week. Sometimes we do some extras, but right now you get one a week. Uh, remember that we're also working our way through Tales from the Crypt that goes up every weekend. We, the first episode back after Christmas was this past Sunday. 
and uh, we're still in the middle of season two so check that out as well if you want mm. but on that guys keep watching scary movies we'll see you next time